0: The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at MSLandBank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Hey, it's Monday, Monday, Monday. Where are you? All you mamas and all you papas. (laughs) Where y'all at? Welcome in on this Monday. I got no earthly idea where to start today. The homecoming queen made me a list because she could tell today that my brain was so... My my ADD-ness was absolutely overwhelmed with the number of topics and the things that were popping and breaking news and press conferences and this and that. And a live performance from the sonic boom and NFL football that was interesting and college football that was boring except for one game that happened in Hattiesburg that wasn't boring, and it didn't go the way that a lot of folks wanted it to go. You know, football, high school football that was absolutely off the charts. I don't know where to start, so all I know to do is to pour my mug full of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany and hit this button. 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
1: I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires Wyatt toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for a touchdown by Matthew Butler. <laughs> Speak to
2: Woo! the Matt Wyatt show. He's Radio Wyatt.
1: Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football.
0: Let's play a little football. Thank you, Matthew, on Facebook, who says, Good evening, let's have a great show. Where are you, Matthew? Because it's, uh, I mean, it's just technically barely afternoon. Welcome in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, Farm Bureau Insurance, across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. I'm here JB is here. Most importantly, you are here. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. Like Matthew, you can comment on the live stream if you're watching the live stream on Facebook or on Periscope or on the YouTube channel over there. So y'all say hey to me that way. That's one way to do it. David, hey to you, says, let's go. hail State, Danny, says, hail State beat LSU. Greetings from Ringgold, Georgia. Joy says, beautiful day. And Hernando, you know what, Joy? You are not far from me, and you're right. It is absolutely gorgeous what do we have a high of 75 something like that today and bluebird skies A little breeze blowing out of the north man
2: we got Does a little feel drizzle good? down here we kind of we kind of got a seattle sky
0: really you, you're yeah. getting rained on a little bit a little
2: misty but okay you know what? it uh it feels excellent and saw a big uh Big seven-point buck on the Trace coming over here. You had time to count? I had, had, had to put on brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Atta boy. So they're moving around. They just around. stared and looked at me for about, oh, about five seconds.
0: Isn't it amazing? Like it is that time of year. I uh, yeah. forget what day it was. This might have been Saturday night. I got on the Trace. I was coming back from somewhere. Heck, I guess it was Friday night. I was coming back from the high school game I went to up in uh, Alcorn County. I went to Biggersville High School. And I think that's what it was. And at one point as I hop, I I skipped off of highway 45 over to the trace to make it on into my neighborhood and, uh, got on the trace, saw a big doe. I was on the phone with my dad. I told him about it. He's a big hunter, you know, so I got Mm -hmm. his, you know, got him breathing hard over the phone. How big was it? You know, (laughs) that sort of thing. It's Uh, about time for bow season. It is. To to shoot off. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so we're pretty up here in North Mississippi. Matthew, uh, I'm going to get to that. Uh, Good afternoon. How about this? Dennis watching in uh, the live stream on Facebook from Omaha, Nebraska. You want to talk baseball? No, you don't want to talk baseball, do you? Matt, hey to you. All right, look. 100 grand on the country-pleasing text line. Country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Y'all text me today, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN says. I'm sorry, uh, 100 grand says. Matt, it's been a good day. For JSU. Come on now. Give me what I want. It is official. On the 21st of September, 2020, number 21 has left the coaching ranks of high school football in Texas and is now aiming for prime time as the head coach of JSU. Deion Sanders announced today as the head coach at Jackson State. They rolled in there with a police escort. They didn't stop at the door. They drove the police escort into the basketball arena. Gracious alive! They they did. They had the, the full on marching band, the sonic boom making the appearance, and uh, introduced Deion Sanders as the head coach at Jackson State. Uh, hats off to you, hundred grand. I know everybody in and around Jackson. Certainly, Jackson State fans are really excited about that, and and I think you should be. You know, it's a big name. It's going to get you some publicity and headlines, and in some conversations that you otherwise would not have been in. And so my hat's off too. It's gonna to be fun around here. And what's neat, J B, is to see a lot of the national media just yeah, hopping out here and just going, Look, okay, we're to we'll just admit it. All right. We'll just come out here and admit this. We're jealous that the state of Mississippi has Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, and now Deion Sanders as three head coaches in the same state. <laughs> Yep. you know i mean it's it's fun I, oh, yeah, what's the yeah, mood I, in jackson and around well i'll tell you you see?
2: this yesterday uh i worked at live oaks and yeah. uh there was some guys sitting around tables watching nfl having some beverages after they played and the subject came up said they had heard on the show this week you and i talk about it, last week i should say mm-hmm. and uh he goes what do you think i said well i just tell you i think it's gonna happen and man you it, it was like kerosene was on everybody's tongue and that was a match and it just the conversation just began to boil and oh he ain't coming here yeah he is no he's not yeah he is <laughs> you know and uh oh it was great It yeah. was great and there was there was some pretty good good comments but i you know ultimately i told him i said you know the 21st number 21 yeah. he's coming yeah. he's
0: coming and here he is oh. yep boom Yeah. There he is yeah, that's right it didn't take long um mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's neat to see that that happened today. The announcement. I know there's all kinds of details that you know as far as like I heard Chris talking a little bit about that at one point today. How you know it's it's a little weird to think. Okay, well he's not moving here. He's going to go back and forth. How's that going to work? I don't even know those details. I just know today's a day where you know everybody needs to be positive about it and and happy. I think it is going to help him get some players, and then that's it's not only about getting players. Then it's about coaching them up, putting a team on the field. And the fact is. They got a little ways to go, so we'll Matt, see how quickly you, he can do you it. You
2: know, you know as well as I do, pal, that uh, if anybody can can live in two different places and do two, two different jobs, it's got to be Dion.
0: Yeah, right. What was that nugget we had last week? Uh, <laughs> like a, on this day, and it was Dion yeah. Sanders, five days after hitting his first major league home run for the Yankees, uh, returned a kick for a touchdown in his NFL debut for the Falcons. Yeah, so. As far as going back and forth to a couple of places, yeah, it's not like he hadn't done it before, is it?
2: Uh-uh. No, oh, man.
0: And you know what this is? You know what season starts today?
2: Uh, well, Dove season already started. Yeah,
0: Dove season already started. So that's uh, not it. No, I'm not sure. You're not it. sure what it is? No. According to Steve Spurrier, what Steve Spurrier used to call it, <laughs> according to Steve Spurrier, Talking season starts today. We used to call this time of year, I called it talking season. Ready for (laughs) talking season? That's what we're all doing right now, talking a little bit. (laughs) He used to call it talking season. Here's what I mean by that. This is is game week in the SEC. And every week during game week in the SEC, it's talking season. Because what happens on Mondays and Tuesdays, every SEC head coach holds a press conference. They do. And normally those things are broadcast live on the SEC Network and online, SEC Network Plus. Um, if those happen today, uh, Dan Mullen is supposed to talk today. Ole Miss fans, might you might want to get an earful of Dan Mullen. I don't know. Maybe you don't, but for obvious reasons. But you may want to hear what he's saying, right? Because Florida's coming to Oxford this weekend. We're starting the season this weekend. Uh, later today, let's see, 2 o'clock. Mike Leach, head coach state, is scheduled to talk, press conference, game week. He'll talk LSU specifically and depth chart and you know whatever he talks about. I've been waiting for this for a long time. This is not a homer take, a bias take, because I'm a Mississippi State guy and we happen to have hired Mike Leach. Anybody, you've been my friend for long enough, you know, long before there was ever even a hint of a marriage between Mike Leach and Mississippi State I've been following the guy. I've been playing his sound clips from his press conferences at Washington State for years. On my show in Mississippi. (laughs) And the reason is, he's always, he was then, who knows if he will be now or if he's more buttoned up, I don't know. But then, anyway, he was the most interesting coach in terms of press conference meetings in the country. All right, So... This is a big deal for me, that now every week, pertinent to our conversations, we get Mike Leach's press conferences. Well, his first one, game week anyway, is supposed to happen today at uh, 2 o'clock. If those things happen while we're on the air, if Dan Mullen talks a little bit while we're on the air, same thing for Mike Leach, same thing for uh, Ed on today, all three of those are scheduled to have their press conferences today. Lane Kiffin for Ole Miss. I think his is scheduled for tomorrow. So if that holds true, like throughout the year, what we're going to get is we're going to get Mike Leach press conferences on Mondays. We will get, uh, we will get Ole Miss Lane Kiffin press conferences on uh, Tuesdays. Okay, so you're going to get that. I'll if it happens live, I'll pop in there. We'll check in and just see what it sounds like and see what they're saying today. And again, just to reiterate, you got. Mullen supposed to be talking here. You got uh, Orgeron is supposed to have a press conference here coming up, and then you also have uh, Mike Leach at some point later today. Okay, so all those are supposed to happen, and we'll, again, we'll see if they indeed do happen. And I'm sure they do. I just don't know if they're broadcasting them live. There's a chance that because of COVID and the nature of the press conferences now, where it is strictly going to be Zoom meetings. The way it's been happening, you know, no in person, like in the room, coaches at the podium. If they don't have a way to broadcast that live, then we'll just, uh, you know, we'll just get it later on. How about that?
2: They could also talk to Mike Norvell. I hear he's pretty good at it now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, is this you sent me something here? Is this an update on Chuck?
2: Yeah, uh, he got kind of got things kind of a little bit worse over the weekend. Okay. I don't want to be i don't want to over okay
0: well it. let me set it up uh, yeah. and then i'll let you give me the details so for those listening i want to get this in there um jackson sports anchor sports personality friends of most of ours uh chuck stinson in the hospital he's been in critical condition here recently and jb you're telling me over the weekend he got worse
2: yeah a little bit worse um really really needs platelets Um uh, Everything okay. about his treatment hinges on him having of uh, the right number of platelets in order to do the following procedures, what, okay. whatever they may be, okay
0: okay, so uh,
2: what we're trying to do is get people to donate platelets to get those platelet levels up so he can have the the treatments that he needs to get better it's um it's very critical, but he, they, he he's stable in the fact that once they get this this done, they really believe that you know. Step A, B, and C will help him get back and, and be okay. Okay. All right. But you've got the uh, Mississippi Blood Services, and it's Chuck Stinson. And the code you need if you want to donate is D as in dog, Z is in zoo, and the number 32. That's code DZ32.
0: Okay. Chuck Stinson, code DZ32. And that's with Mississippi Blood Services if you want to uh, pitch in and, and help out Chuck Stinson. Glad we were able to get that in there. Thanks yeah. for the heads up on that, J.B. You bet, probably. Uh Very, very much. All right. Um, so if you're listening, there are ways for you to be a part of our show. As always, call me on the Divini phone. Divini phone is open to you all day today. Um, 995-1059. Divini phone. Divini equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. It means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. Again, 995-1059. That's a 601 number. So call us, we'll talk. Also, text the show wide open to you. Mentioned that earlier, the country pleasing text line. The number is 885-3776. Maybe an easier way to remember is 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number also. So uh, let's see here. Patrick says, happy birthday to the best AD in the land, John Cohen. Yep, it's John Cohen's birthday. Uh, how about this, JB? I texted him earlier. John turns 54 years old today. And so I texted him earlier and said, I got three things for you. Number one, happy birthday. Number two, 54 is the new 50. <laughs> and number three, you could have hired primetime. <laughs> That was my birthday text to uh did you get a response? I did. I did. Uh Not right. free air. well it just it I'll just put it this way, it included laughing. How about that? There you go. There you go. Uh so he got the joke as well. All right, uh Coffee Norman on the country pleasing text line says Matt, Good Monday and hey, congrats to JSU hiring prime time. Uh you can't It says, um, but you can't tell me they're getting more of a coach than the Tony Hughes was based on what I saw out of Dion's play calling in a high school game. I'm not sure he can handle one side of the ball, much less head coach, but I'm sure recruiting will get a shot in the arm. That's from coffee Norman on the country pleasing text line. Jason in Flagstaff says, um, what do he say here? He says yeah, old primetime can just run between places. You think he could, I bet he can still fly. And, uh, he says, uh, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Dion Sanders. Man, make no mistake about it, the dude could absolutely fly. What do you do? Ran a 4 2 at the combine? You know, part of the reason he's, you know, an NFL Hall of Famer is because his athleticism's on an entirely different level than, you know, 99% of the other players, even in the NFL. He was. Elite speed, elite athleticism on a different level. Even at that level, you know, it doesn't come along that often. Hey, and look at this, JB. Just before we go to uh, just here, let's hear Dan Mullen talking about Ole Miss.
2: Yeah,
0: Uh, Lynn Lynn on the Facebook live stream Uh is picking State to win on Saturday, forty-two to thirty-five. Wow. Buddy, if we get 77 points in that game on Saturday, I will enjoy, one way or the other, I will enjoy my drive back to Vicksburg after the ballgame. I promise you that. There you go. We will have been entertained. (laughs) All right, Dan Mullen, this is live. Okay, this is happening on uh, the SEC Network Plus right now online. This is live in Gainesville. Dan Mullen at the podium. The first game week press conference Pertinent to State or Ole Miss, this is a first one. Lane Kiffin will talk tomorrow. Dan Mullen's going to bring the Gators in here on Saturday to Oxford. Here he is at the podium. Let's see what they're talking about. I think he's about to get a question. Yeah, uh, Dan, I mean, how much? How much are you curious and looking forward to seeing how your team responds to all? The That's a question to from over. Pat Dooley, by the yeah, way. Curious work. to see his team play.
3: Ah, uh, I mean, we're excited. I'm excited to see how we respond and how how we come out and play. I know our guys. I think we're. I think everybody's excited to play. Uh, excited to get out there on the field and go. I'm, I'm uh, excited to see how we respond and how we handle it, you know, because I think it's it's a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a different environment that we play in. Uh, obviously, going on the road is, is, is always – on the road in the SEC is always a big challenge, but, you know, the, the environments and how those are going to be played out differently. Uh, you know, and then, you know, our, our travel will be a little bit different this year uh, than it's been in the past. Uh, how we set up game day, you know, with with meals and all of that stuff of trying to keep everybody spaced out. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I you know, we haven't played in forever, so I, I'm, I'm excited for us to play. You know, I'm like you know, uh, you know, you keep asking, you know, hey, how are we going to be this year? I don't know. We're going to find out on Saturday. I mean, all we've we've kind of had a weird training camp, only going against each other. So you know, be good to see what we look like against uh, another team and a quality SEC team.
0: Uh, Dan Mullen getting questions. This is live in Gainesville game week press conference. Looking ahead to making a trip to Ole Miss this Saturday. Okay, right now, ready to go in terms of uh, uh, any contact tracing or testing. Well, yeah, that, I don't know. No, I'm not
3: going to get into that stuff. That that's not for me to get into. I don't think. You know, I, I mean, I give you guys the the, the injury report, but I, the other that all of that stuff and how that works. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to brush up on all my medical stuff of how we. How we let would let people know if there is anybody of that nature.
0: That was his answer to: Do they have any COVID? You'll find out Saturday. Find out Saturday.
3: Dan, are you relieved to get to this point, and what are the what are like? What makes you anxious going in to this this game? Um. One obviously you're kind of getting into your routine. You're always anxious in game one. Into have you know you have I have my checklists of all our stuff, but you're not in the routine. You know I mean by by game. All
0: right, so that's a little bit of Dan Mullen's press conference. It is going on right now as we speak. Um, Scheduled to start in about ten to ten to fifteen minutes, just depending, I guess, when he actually gets in there and they turn the light on. Uh, But scheduled to start in about ten to fifteen minutes. Ed Ogeron, LSU who's hosting State this weekend. If that one pops up live here in the next uh, little bit when we come back from a break, uh, we might tune in and, and just hear what it's what's being said. Uh, today live is at uh, Ozeron Preview's Mississippi State. It'll be everybody's, including his, first look at State under Mike Leach. So there's obviously going to be some unknowns. I guarantee you he'll mention that. And then as I told you, coming up later today, third hour, about the time we're starting the third hour of today's show Right around 2 p.m., you're supposed to get Mike Leach and his press conference, his first game week press conference as the coach at State. So that's supposed to be coming up. And on the docket for talking season anyway, supposed to be Lane Kiffin's first game week presser tomorrow. So all that's uh, coming up. Look at that. The Homecoming Queen even made me a list of things she thinks I ought to talk about today. I'll tell you what, I'll do. When we come back, I'll tell you what is on her list of what we ought to talk about on the show. I'm Matt, just getting started with you on a Monday in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Back with you on a Monday. We're just getting started. Long way to go. Thanks for tuning in. It's game week. It's talking season, or as you know, Steve Spurrier would say, talking season. Uh, his press conference are on go for today. You've got Mullen at the podium right now. Heard a little bit of that a minute ago. I did hear, JB, uh, while we were in the break, I was listening in, and I did hear uh, Mullen got a question about playing in Oxford and the memories of playing there during the time. <laughs> right. And he said, well, yeah. He said, I got five good memories of that game playing against him and four bad ones. <laughs> so he, he remembered the record right off the top of his head for sure. And
2: don't ever let a coach tell you that they can't remember.
0: Well, I exactly. I mean, he just, right off the bat, boom, I got five good memories and four bad ones. Yeah. And you notice that he didn't go back to what happened when they hosted Ole Miss back in about oh seven oh eight when he was an assistant at Florida. Remember when Ole Miss went in there and beat Florida?
2: Oh, yeah, cover of Sports Illustrated.
0: Yeah. They didn't bring that one up. Of course, he was an assistant then, not the head coach. And then he went into... The egg bowl and what it meant to win it and how great rivalries are. It sounded like a, the answer that we got from Dan on that stuff for many, many years when he was here and talking about it. Uh, real quick, RLD on the YouTube live stream with a question says, what are the odds that Alabama, Missouri is postponed this weekend? Missouri has at least 12 players out already due to COVID. I saw that last week. You know, they kind of made the announcement that because of positive test and contact tracing, at least 12 that they knew of at that time were going to miss the game. You know, what are the odds? I, that's a good question because I don't know any details on what their situation is. seems like Sabin said today that they're good to go, right, at Alabama. But if, you, if you've had a little bit of an outbreak at Missouri – and the SEC put out these stipulations last week of you've got to have 53 scholarship players, at least one center, at least one quarterback. you got to have seven offensive linemen. you got to have four defensive linemen. And then it really depends on who they are, what positions they are. And then if you add any to that, then we're like, now the odds go up. You see what I'm saying, RLD? So if we get into today and all is well, but what about if we wake up tomorrow and they go, uh-oh, They've just had three offensive linemen to add to the list. Now they don't have enough to meet the standards of the league, and so it's over. You know, so I think right now, even in even though we're in game week, don't you have to put it at fifty-fifty? I mean, we're talking one team has twelve. <clears throat> I'd put it at fifty-fifty. That's what I would do. Hey, look, all right, live in Baton Rouge right now. Ed Ozeron has taken the podium. For his first game week press conference, he's going to preview Mississippi State. Let's see what he's saying. Much
1: substitutions, situations, halftime adjustments. A big day in the kicking game. Great job, a great man, an organization. Uh, we had a maroon team that was in maroon jerseys. I, I want to compliment all the coaches on the staff, led by Russ Callahan and Christian Lockachor. I thought they did a tremendous job of uh, getting these guys fired up. Uh, Jeff Martin was our uh, Our energy coordinator did a great job of cheering those guys on. They got them all fired up. There was a cowbell on the sideline. Kind of made things like game like. It was kind of exciting, man. I just want to compliment everybody. We walked off the field feeling very good about our situations, about what we did, and we're ready to play a football game. Uh, After that, we brought our team into the locker room. We had a a pretty good time there. a festive time, talking about camp, excited about the season. Then we uh, surprised them. We were going to give the 18 jerseys away and the seven jerseys away in scholarships. So these guys got it. 18 was a very prestigious number two very deserving young men. We had a lot of men that were very deserving, but these men fit all the categories and and, and graded the highest in all of the categories that we judge them in. Number 18, Chris Curry. And number 18, DeMond Clark on defense. Those two uh, young men are tremendous leaders, are great uh, great LSU Tigers. Uh, both of them fought, fought through adversity. Uh, guys like Chris Curry, some some guys would, would not have stuck around. Uh, would, have, would have went somewhere else, but he stuck
0: around. All right, this is live. The Ed Ogeron press conference is going on right now. It actually just started. Miles um, Brennan, to nobody's surprise, officially named LSU starting quarterback. I guess that's with the depth chart that came out. But it sounded like to me Coach O was describing this past weekend, over the weekend, they went through kind of their game scenario to familiarize themselves with game day procedure. What time are you going to get there? When are you are going to get dressed? On the field, stretching, all that. And had a maroon team to stand in as the opponent in maroon jerseys. He said that they even had a cowbell up in the stands and tried to make it as game-like as possible. So then he went into guys who won Their uh, honor of wearing the number 18 and the number 7 and that's what they have um, going on right now. So today, talking season begins, press conferences Um, I guess I'm I'm, I guess I'm wrong because I thought Kiffin was going to go tomorrow but I'm seeing some tweets pop up out there. Maybe it's not the official uh, presser for Kiffin. If it is the SEC Network stuff is not making it available Uh, so I could be wrong about that. I was some coaches go on Tuesdays, like Malzahn and others have always done theirs on Tuesdays. But you do have a bunch going on today. Let's check back in with Coach O. This is live, Coach O's press conference in Baton Rouge. They get ready for Mississippi State.
1: That I had the most respect for, some of the most respect for in the SEC last year. A very dangerous back, and especially in the spread offense. you talking about Collin Hill? His offense at Washington State and his running backs could hit the hole, could bounce it out, and make people miss then we're studying K.J. Costello, transfer from Sanford. Over here is going to be a starting quarterback. What is his starting quarterback or not? We don't know. Wait till game time, but I think that's going to be him. So we've been studying him. A very good passer, very knowledgeable, very experienced. On defense, uh, Zach Hornett's coming from San Diego State. Very impressive numbers. Uh, gave up 12.7 points per game. Was second uh, in the country. Uh, he was second in a couple of categories. I think he had a top five defense overall. And as we know, Mississippi State always has big, agile defensive linemen, two outstanding linebackers, safeties that are going to hit you, corners that are going to cover. I have a lot of respect for Mississippi State. I've played them a bunch. Uh, those uh, young men are very tough. They love football. They're going to be very well coached. So it's going to be a tremendous talent for a football team. But you know what? Uh, we're ready to play. Uh, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. I want to compliment our football team for not blinking, for always believing that we're going to play, always preparing like we're going to play. Our coaching staff, always preparing like we're going to play. Never took a day off, and uh, we didn't think about nothing else but the safety of our football team and starting the season off right. So we're we're excited about this week, and I hope to see you guys on Saturday.
0: All right, so uh, that's Coach O beginning his press conference there at LSU and. Um, you know, you heard him talking and this about Collin Hill and then about spread offense that Mike Leach runs and then KJ Costello and complimenting the defense and he's very much old school in that way. I've I've paid attention to Coach O's press conferences the last few years and he does start them all you know pretty much the same way and he runs through every possible positive about the team that he's going to play. He shows them some respect and then they come back and he starts answering questions and you know, I don't know that there's a ton of questions out there right now. Um, about LSU, we know what they've lost, you know, to draft, to, um, early entry into the draft, to graduation, to opt outs. We know all that stuff in the numbers. But I, you know, and I'm not surprised. The first question that Coach O got, I'm looking at Twitter, is about COVID. Cause, you know, last week he said they were down to like four or five guys that were out at that time with COVID. Okay. So the quote right here is, his team is very low with cases right now. Says, quote, very few players are out, but doesn't give an exact number.
2: Um, Matt, did you by any chance see the 60 Minutes piece on uh, LSU football? No, LSU, and,
0: and I didn't because I wanted to watch uh, the end of the uh, Chiefs yeah. and and uh, Chargers, Chargers game. game, and my mother was texting me. She was watching it over in Alabama, and she said, yeah. you really need to see this, and I I told her I'd find it on YouTube later. Then I just never got around to it. Do you watch it? I watched the first part of it.
2: I was closing up the the course yesterday, but we've got two TVs sitting out, so I had the Chiefs and the Charger on one, and then I had uh, 60 Minutes on the other, and was listening to it. And then uh, I thought it was a very good piece. The, the the few moments that I got to watch it, yeah. So, uh, I've actually got it saved on my DVR at the house. I'm gonna
0: go yeah. back and watch it this afternoon. Yeah, I heard nothing but positive things about it. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: we give the dude grief because he sounds like an ogre, but, you know, I think he's a good dude.
0: I do, too, and I don't have a lot of stories to tell about, you know, one-on-one interactions with uh, Coach O. When he was at Ole Miss, I was just working in a small TV station in North Mississippi, so we covered the press conferences and stuff, and I happened to be there at the time that they went through the coaching search, so we covered that also, but I I was just green, you know, just kind of doing it, and, I rem- I had one conversation with him. It was on a, not long after he had been hired. It might have been going into that first season when he was going to coach there at Ole Miss and might have been having media day because I remember we were in the indoor practice facility at Ole Miss and right next to it is a door, glass doors that go into the big, um, cafeteria where football players eat in that IPF facility. And a lot of interviews and one-on-ones with players and all that stuff was going on in there. And I just walked out to get away from all of it. And Coach O was out there on the practice field down in one corner just by himself, like like hanging out until somebody, they were going to rush him in there and do some one-on-ones and stuff. So I just walked down there and stuck my hand out, introduced myself, and uh, shook his hand back when we used to shake hands, you know, said hello. And, And right away, he was, it just left an impression with me because he was very down to earth with me very much looking in the eye, and immediately we start talking football, and and within just a few minutes, I could, I could really see how he was a great recruiter. He just had a charisma, electricity to him when it came to talking football and excitement about it. I thought, yeah, you you can see how this guy number one is a great recruiter. Number two, got a job like this and convinced him he could do it. He he, he's had great personality and just seemed very genuine to me. Honestly. And I know he had his struggles and has settled down, but you'd rather have to settle one down than to have to rev them up. I promise you that. Kind of like players. All right. Let's continue when we come back. In the Farm Bureau studio, stick around. Back with you in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Why? Why are they a hero? Well, because they're always available to you like a text away, a phone call away, and they're two blocks down the street, and you know them face-to-face, one-on-one, and that's who has your insurance. So when you have, hopefully not, but when you do have that fender bender at you know, 1030 on Sunday night, you know who to call, how to get in touch with them, and you're able to get in touch just like that, and it's a personal thing. They come on out and, and kind of get to work on it right there, and that's the way it is with Farm Bureau, and I sure am thankful for that. Real quick, so Coach O, you heard some of that a minute ago. He's talking right now uh, down in Baton Rouge. has got his press conference. Later today, we'll tune in live to Mike Leach's press conference, which will be broadcast on SEC Network Plus. and You know, hear what he's saying about LSU and about his team. There was a couple things, though, coming out of the Ogeron press conference regarding Mississippi State. Here's what he says. Uh, Let's see, Coach O said that he's not heard from Tyler Shelvin or his family about coming back to the team. That was one thing LSU was hoping is to get him back on the defensive front after he opted out. And apparently um, he and his family, even though they might have talked about it, have said that they um, – Well, what Coach O saying? He's not heard about it, so he's not back this week. There's one less guy on the LSU defensive front. He says, Coach O says, big splits. Uh, Mississippi State's offensive line creates problems for your pass rush. Quote, but in order to beat Mississippi State, we're going to have to put pressure on the quarterback. And with a four man front, and and they're going to play man to man. And I told you that last week. I don't know if y'all remember, but I don't remember if it was a question or how we got into it, but it is an absolute guarantee that especially in this first game, and especially early in most games, with the nature of their offense and their film study of Mike Leach's offense, people are going to jump in there, they're going to pressure the line of scrimmage, they're going to place some man-to-man, and take that risk and say, if you beat us early in man-to-man, we will respect you and we'll have to change what we do, but until you beat us, you're going to get pressure. We're not going to sit back here and play coverage and let you pick at us. And that's the way most defenses are going to approach it. So LSU, early in the game, just get ready, y'all. You know, we may see a snap or two of vanilla. But once we add up the first couple of series, you're going to see, you know, four guys hand down, twist, trying to mix up your protection, trying their best to pressure the quarterback and play man-to-man and force you to beat tight man-to-man coverage. And if you prove you can, now it's game on. But if you prove you can't, they're going to run you out of the stadium with these athletes that you see on SEC defenses. Another quote from Coach O today uh, says on preparing for Mississippi State, they said that they had to go back and look at Washington State film for Mike Leach's offense, and they did go back and watch San Diego State for the new defensive coordinator of the scheme that they're thinking they will see under Zach Arnett at, uh, at State. Mullen is just finishing up his press conference at Florida as he talks about getting ready to play Ole Miss in Oxford this weekend. Uh, from Robbie Andrew, who covers the team and has for a long time at uh, Gatorsports.com. He says Mullen said that he doesn't know if the Gators have anyone who is as fast as Ole Miss quarterback John Rice Plumley. How about that? Then somebody followed up and asked Mullen, faster than CJ Henderson? He believes. That John Rice Plumley would time faster in the forty than C.J. Henderson, who's now an NFL corner playing who's he play for? Jacksonville. I have to look it up, but who? Uh, I think C.J. Well, I think I got the name right, but I think C.J. Henderson is the guy who uh, Todd Grantham said is the best corner that he's ever coached. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, he's
2: a Jacksonville Jaguar.
0: Yes, Jacksonville who, man, they gave up some early points to Tennessee. Minshew brought them back. They got back in the game, but then Tennessee able to hit the game winner and beat them in a uh, hotly contested NFL game. So that's kind of where we're there. That was great that.
2: NFL game yesterday.
0: Oh, there was a bunch of them, and we're yeah. going to go over some of them. Of course, you had the Dak thing and the Cowboys, but you know, which is as big a story to me as the Cowboys coming back in the game was – the way the Falcons lost it and some of the things that they pulled. And we'll kind of go over that and start hour number two. (laughs) And and to sum that up, and we'll talk about that.
2: So you're saying they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. That's
0: basically what they did. They they fouled it up. But, you know, credit to the Cowboys. Look, college football has been boring.
2: Southern Miss game was exciting, but not for Southern Miss fans.
0: But it was exciting. You know, thank goodness. It's like the one. Yeah. But for the most part the college stuff is just who. Uh,
2: yeah, I was with you this weekend. It was hard for me. I just I wanted to to see what color Mike uh, Gundy's hair was going to be.
0: This <laughs> right? But the NFL stuff's been great, I think. For yeah. the, you know, I know I sound like I'm singing a different tune than I was on Monday of last week cuz that was opening weekend for the NFL, and on Sunday night we had watched Cowboys at Rams in an empty stadium and it was crickets. It yeah. was Dead zero electricity in that ball game, um, but like Chiefs on that opening Thursday night, there was a little electricity because they had fans in there, right? Well, look at yesterday, Jacksonville's hosting. T- well, I'm sorry, they were at Tennessee yesterday, but they hosted their first game, had fans, but that was an interesting game, a fun game. The way the pr- one thing you see with these professional athletes, and, and they are. So locked in and so competitive, it doesn't matter if anybody's in there or not. And I like that. Yeah, Tulane-Navy was a good game. How in the world Navy figured that? It's almost like they needed, what, six quarters under their belt to be able to play football. They looked horrible for four quarters against BYU. You could tell they hadn't practiced. They looked horrible for two quarters against Tulane. But that was the switch, man. They flip the switch, and Navy comes back. They were down 24 at halftime, came back, and won the game. It's like, okay, we're ready now. We're ready to play.
2: <laughs> and
0: it's kind of, you know,
2: I guess. It's almost like they needed a game and a half to kind of get ready.
0: Yeah. So it's, yeah. It, that's what it took because they had I did practiced. watch some
2: of that game, too.
0: The Southern Miss deal. The
2: Louisville game I thought was pretty decent.
0: I didn't even see that. Look, here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> let, let
2: me. That was after your bedtime. It probably was.
0: <laughs> let me tell you something about the Southern Miss thing. Tell me, they Southern Miss had energy and excitement to start the ball game. Okay, and yes, they did have a pretty decent plan, um, and you have to credit them for that. The players, the the coaching staff under Scotty Wald in the interim, you know, they showed him in the locker room before the game, and he's screaming and yelling. Is I'm talking about just acting crazy, and I always turn my nose up at that stuff because it's usually a sign of coaches who haven't played. Very much. They do that kind of stuff because they don't really quite understand that, hey, look, when Louisiana Tech's making a drive at the end of the ball game to maybe beat you, all that screaming and yelling you did before the game means absolutely nothing. It is a waste of everybody's time, you know, but hey, to each his own. And yeah, I guess you'd rather have energy than not. Um, but I felt like, you know, the whole gusto and energy and, like, instead of playing with emotion, sort of playing and coaching on emotion, while it shot them out of the cannon, it also forced them into a couple of mistakes. Like the whole, let's go for two early in the game. Which, boy, that point would have been valuable later on, would it not? So (laughs) that was one of those where you're out there playing on emotion and coaching on emotion, deciding to go for two when you shouldn't, as opposed to, yeah, you gotta play and coach with emotion but you gotta keep it in check sometimes. Also at the end of that ball game, here's one thing that was tough about it. There was a you know a critical situation down there where they don't call the penalty on what Southern Miss had the ball. They don't call the penalty for getting pile drived after the electronic oh, yeah. whistle.
2: Yeah. That, 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 Gosh, those whistles are annoying.
0: Well, and some players can hear them, and some can't. So, That's to the I mean. to the credit of the officiating crew, they didn't flag the people for driving them into the ground. They didn't flag the um, the lineman for blocking late into the end zone because they kind of right. know they can't hear it. Yeah. Well, this was a key, crucial situation in the ball game. I'm talking about. Then there's a timeout right after that play, right? Well, what did they show you? And for Walden, now he's 30 years old. Instead of he's coaching his team and with his guys figuring out what they're going to do next to win this game, he spent the entire timeout and commercial break chewing and arguing with officials. Yeah. Which, number one, you're never going to change their mind. That It just ain't happening. So it's basically a waste of time, Right. Number two, in that situation, if you back away from it without emotion, you see what they were doing. They know we're using electronic whistles, and sometimes players can't hear them. And we're not going to basically swing this game one way or the other over this stuff. And and so that's a situation where a young coach has got to let go of his anger and his problem with those officials and get over here to his team and figure out how to go win the game.
2: That's probably why you don't have very many young Head coaches in, in big-time football.
0: It is. It is.
2: I mean, Lincoln Riley is just stoic.
0: Right. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Louisiana Tech was playing without 20 players from its two-deep depth chart. Wow. They were playing without six starters in the ball game.
2: I knew that, but I didn't know they had that many.
0: 20 two deep players ball. in their two-deep were not there, and they still go in there and figure out a way to win the game. I mean, Southern Miss played better and had energy and looked better at times, but they still have major problems this year. They really do. All right, that's Hour 1. Hour 2 coming up. We'll start with the NFL. Can't wait. Olivier, I'm coming to your text. Y'all stick around.